here we go, the psychological exam. Probably one of the last portions of your hiring process, if not the last portion. And that doesn't mean it's the last portion because it's the hardest to pass. It's just the last portion because it needs to be done through a trained and licensed psychologist. So what does that mean for you? That just means that they need to schedule it and pay money to a third party unless they have one in-house, which is rarely the case, to a third-party psychologist that's a partner of the hiring process for law enforcement officers. Now, if you're going through this and you get your email, set an alert, whatever, make sure you know, just like every other part of the hiring process, what and when that email comes in and what you need to do when that email comes in, because you're going to have to schedule that exam. And if you have a conditional offer already, great, but you don't want to risk it. If you don't have a conditional offer already, then you want to be the first qualified applicant to come across their desk and for them to be able to make an offer to, because they're not going to sit, sit around and wait. If a qualified applicant comes through with how police are needing hires right now, they're going to take the first qualified applicant that they can get. Yes, they have their ones that they really want to pick but they're not going to turn down a qualified applicant, especially because a lot of applicants don't make it to this process that you're making it to. So going through your psychological exam, as soon as you get the email, schedule for the first one you can make and don't put it off. Don't be like, oh, well, there's one two weeks from now. No, if there's one tomorrow, if there's one in two days, if there's one at the end of the week, and that's the first one you can get to or the first one in the offer, take that change your schedule around, do what you have to do if it's possible. Obviously, I'm not telling you to fly home from a vacation in the Bahamas, but I am telling you to make sure that you make it to these meetings and to these exams and appointments and be the first one in there. Don't fall behind and don't be one that doesn't show up for their appointments because you'll just get removed from the hiring position or the hiring process. Now, going through this with you as an applicant with the psychological exam. Yes, it's one of the last parts of your hiring process. As I said before, that's because it needs to be done with a trained and licensed psychologist. So if they don't have anyone in-house, which they rarely ever do, they need to reach out to a third party that partners with them on training and hiring of law enforcement candidates. So when you're going through this, you know that you're gonna to have to deal with and talk to a trained and licensed psychologist, a doctor. And you're going to have, before you even talk to them, you're going to have to go in uh, to your appointment at the right time. And then when you're done with your appointment, or forgive me, when you're doing your appointment or you're at your appointment, they're going to have somewhere from a 200 to a 500 question exam that you need to do. Here's the thing you need to know about the exam. All the questions are the same thing. They're just repetitive. And they ask you in different different sequences. So one that usually comes up that I usually get flagged on, and I'll go back to this here in a minute, is how many firearms do you own? It's not really kind of phrased in that every single time. So the first one is, is how many firearms do you own? Answer A, zero. Answer B, one to two. Answer C, three to four. Answer D, greater than four. I mark greater than four, and I'll get around to why I get flagged for that for a second. But after that, it asks the question of how many guns do you think a person should own? And it could be less than two, or answer could be zero, or less than two, or less than three, or greater than four. And it can ask that type of question the same way. And it's getting to the same point is how do you feel about firearms? Now, let's back up here a minute. 
Why do I get flagged on this question? So that's a question that gets asked, and how do I get around being flagged on it? Well, I use common sense and logic, and I use the truth here. So every time I mark greater than four to that question, they ask me, why do you own so many firearms? And it's a very simple answer. For me, I'm a firearms instructor. I train law enforcement and civilians how to use firearms. It's that simple. Also, I'm an avid outdoorsman. I like competition shooting and things like that. So it's common that competitions use more than one firearm in the competition. Those are reasonable answers. Don't use an answer when you go to your psychologist and they ask you this. Don't use an answer such as, well, I really like guns and I think everyone should have a whole arsenal just in case. That's a bad answer. And if you use that type of answer, it's most likely going to get you flagged and potentially removed from the process. So keep these things in mind when you're answering these type of questions. It's very imperative that you understand what is common sense. And I wish that I could say it's common, but these days I see more and more people get kicked out in their last portion of their psychological exam due to how they answer questions that are deemed flags. Okay, moving on. So you're looking at questions like that and how they're going to be asked in a couple different orders. Now, I could sit here and go through all 400 questions for you, but that's not going to do anything for you. Down below, we have a practice psychological exam and practice questions that you can see. And these are very similar questions that you're going to see. Now, it's not all 500 questions because, once again, I don't want to make you go through all that more than once or more than times necessary to get hired on with the departments or department that you want. But go through and you're going to see a sample of the type of questions that will be asked and just know that they're going to be asked in different orders using different terminology. It's going to be the same base of question. You need to root through all the information that they're giving you and understand that this question is essentially asking you the same thing as this question over here. And when you're answering it, you need to be consistent. Consistency here is key during your psychological exam. If you're not consistent, it's going to pop so many flags and the psych psychologist isn't going to want to ask you the questions on a hundred different flags when really there's only 150 different variations of the same question and you're popping flags on two thirds of them. They're just going to come in, ask you a couple of the predominant ones. And then when it comes to writing the report, they're going to say, hey, this individual seems to have multiple considerations that may preclude them from being a law enforcement officer. You want to avoid that by being consistent throughout the, throughout the exam. Now, when I say consistent, I mean, if one question says, on a scale of one to 10, A being one through three, two being four through six, and C being seven through nine, and then D being 10, how do you feel about your government? That's a simple question, right? Well, you just rated and like, oh, 10, I love my government, or zero, I hate my government. These are all things that you're going to have to kind of get through the point of it. What are they asking you about here? They're asking you about what's your feelings towards your government. Okay, let's bump over to another question or the same question they'll ask in a different way. How much do you like your government or better yet, how much do you like the actions of your government? A, none. B, somewhat dislike. C, somewhat like and D, like. Understand that those two questions are the same exact thing. They're trying to get to the base of how you feel about your government. If you're marking, I dislike my government through everything, they're going to pop flags. I'm not telling you not to 
tell the truth here if that's how you feel, but just know that that's going to pop flags. If you have a standing issue with the government and you want to be a government employee and a government official, those two things might conflict with one another. Now, I understand where you're coming from, but that's the type of things that you have to consider. And consider that when you're answering. Not only do you need to be consistent, you need to understand the base of the question. And that's what that sample exam can do for you down there is go through and see, okay, can I identify the base, the root of this question and what it's really trying to get at? Now, they're not necessarily trying to trick you, but it's not necessarily obvious either unless you can just kind of handle the question as it comes analyze it and interpret what it's really trying to ask you. And that's what you're going for. Okay, moving on. When you come in for your test, you want to be early. Not only do you got to not worry about being there any longer, usually if you show up early for your psychological exam, they're going to start early. Also, you do not want to schedule one that is late in the afternoon. So what I mean by this is if it takes two to four hours to complete this and you go all the way to four and the last one, or it takes you four hours, and the last one you can schedule is at 1 p.m. that day, and the office closes at 5. You don't want to be keeping the psychologist there all the way till the time that they want if it takes you four hours. Schedule it early in the morning. Make your early appointment. Get it done out of the way, and that way you're good to go. This way, you're not really interfering with the psychologist or the the office's hours of operation because they can't let you leave until you complete the exam, but they want to go home. So if you're scheduling at 4 p.m. or correction, if you're scheduling at 1 p.m. on a Friday when they're all ready to go home for the weekend, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Once again, common sense here applies. Now, if that's all they have, that's all they have. That's what you take, but try to get done the exam as quickly as possible by being efficient, but correct. Don't make mistakes. One thing you need to worry about rushing is these are usually bubble questionnaires. So you fill in the blank or fill in the bubble and then it, they run it through a machine and the machine mark makes a mark on it. And those are flags that the psychiatrist looks at, that the doctor looks at. And then they decide if they want to ask you questions on that, much like that firearms question that I mentioned earlier in this training. When you're going through this and you're filling it out, if you mess up, say like those old Scantron tests, if you mess up and you skip a question and you fill in all the bubbles for different things, and then you go back and say, hey, I messed up big time, you need to go back and change all those. So that can eat up a lot of time because you got to make sure you're filling in the right questions on the right bubbles each time. If you make that mistake, it's going to pop flags on all those questions and the psychiatrist is not going to sit there excuse me, psychologist is not going to sit there and try to go back and help you fix all your issues. You need to fix that. You're applying to be a professional. You need to be a professional. Pay attention when you're going through. I'm not telling you to go through it and just get done as quickly as possible because this matters. This matters when it comes to finishing your training. I am telling you though, that you need to go through, be efficient and also analyze and make sure you're filling in the right question for the right answer. Because if you mess this up, you're most likely going to get DQ'd because they're not going to go back and help you change 100 questions or 50 questions or even 25 questions. It's just going to pop 25 flags. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it'll pop 25 flags. And the psychologist and the doctor is just going to say, no, I'm, I, I don't have time to go through each one of these, especially if it's at the end of the day. 
keep these things in the back of your mind. You're going to keep hearing me say that. Keep these things in the back of your mind. These are the things that matter that make your process the most efficient and the most, let's say the easiest it can be. We'll go with that way. Most efficient and the easiest it can be, which is the whole purpose of you taking this training is to get hired as quickly as possible with the department and the agency you want. All right, a few other things to think about. We've talked about making sure you schedule, making sure you give yourself enough time to go through it and complete the test while still needing to meet the psychologist at the end. You're always going to have a meeting with the doctor, no matter what. Even if you don't pop any flags on any of your questions, you're still going to have a meeting. They're still going to give you analysis. Do not be rude to this person. This person holds the fate and usually is the last hurdle, besides completing your background check, the last hurdle you have to become a police officer. Be polite, be cordial, answer their questions. They're going to ask you, why do you want to be a police officer? Have something that is valid. Have your reason to be a police officer. Don't be ahead because I want to have a gun and I want to carry a gun and have authority. You're getting DQ'd, disqualified. Don't do that. You're, it's, it's not a good answer. And if that is why you want to become a law enforcement officer, reassess and dig down deep and see if that's really why you want to be a police officer because that's not the best reason to to go out there and serve your community. Remember, as a law enforcement officer, you're serving your community. And the doctor, the psychologist wants to make sure that you're going to serve your community well because you're a servant and servants need to make sure that they respect the people and everything that they are serving. Now, when you're finishing this up, you're not going to get an answer and don't ask the psychologist how I did. Don't say, hey, sir, ma'am, can you tell me how I did? Did I pass? Don't do that. Don't do that in any of your, your exams. We've already discussed this. But make sure that you are cordial, polite, and professional. Don't show up to this exam wearing sweatpants and a hoodie. I don't care. Put on some nice slacks. Put on some nice a nice shirt. Whatever you feel is business, business casual. Go to this meeting looking professional and looking the part that you want to get. You're obviously, when you go through and you're going through the process, you're applying to be a professional. Be professional in all your hiring process. It's going to make you stand out in a positive way. Okay, as you're doing the practice down there, once again, you're looking for the reason or the root of the question. And if you can analyze the root of the question, then you can analyze the root of each other question that's subject to that round of questioning. So if it's about firearms, you can understand, hey, this is about firearms and my feelings towards firearms. If this is about government or terrorist organizations, you can understand government or terrorist organizations, things that will be in your actual exam. If this is about feelings towards the opposite sex or a different race or ethnicity groups or social understandings, you need to be able to interpret that. And you'll be able to do that better by doing the practice. Now, listen, there's a lot more in this training. Go through, do a lot of the supplementals. All right. The psychological exam is something that's often overlooked and people say, hey, I'm not worried about it, but it is a big deal. It may not be that big of a deal to you because you're thinking, hey, I have nothing to hide. However, it is a marathon. It's a fatigue. Two to four hours sitting in a chair. You cannot leave. You have to finish the questionnaire and you just have to fill out, you know, anywhere from 200 to 500 questions. And they're all repeat of the same question. It is mentally mind-numbing and you're exhausted afterwards. After you finish the psychological exam, 
go ahead, go out, get yourself a nice treat, celebrate the little wins of completing another step of the hiring process. And remember, even if this isn't the department that hires you, you need to celebrate these little victories because you got to a point in the hiring process where other candidates did not, and they didn't even make it there. And this could be their 10th agency or department they've applied to. Remember this, celebrate those small wins. Don't go out and celebrate early as I got the job. So you get your hopes up, but go out, celebrate the small wins of completing another portion. As I was saying before, and some of the other trainings, remember the supplementals, there's a lot more training in here. Do all your practice exams, go through all your supplementals, enjoy, and remember to stay safe out there. I look forward to hearing you tell me what department you're getting hired with and what department decided to hire you and what your start date is. As always, stay safe and I'll see you in the next one.